All right. I think we are there. Are we there? Are we live? It feels like we're there. It feels like we're live. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, my goodness. I see the struggle bus uh, be, being set up right now. Uh, we're going to see if we can get this thing rolling. <sighs> Guys, I'm obviously not in the office. I'm not at home in this table. And this room is really wobbly. I probably should have done a little bit more because I lean a little bit. Y'all don't get motion sickness. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? All right. Let's see who's on here. Daniel, Jonathan, Steve Hoffman, Mike Monavon, Walton Doyle. What's going on, fam? How's it going, guys? Daniel Toole, Ryan O'Neill, uh, Matthew Hellstorm, uh, Jonathan Daughtry. What's up, guys? I'm glad to see everybody tuning in. Uh, you guys know the drill. As soon as you log in. Give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. And uh, and then y'all can smash that share button. Uh, I tell you what, I'm still trying to get my bearings because I'm down to one monitor. Typically, I have three. I'm obviously on the road. Let's see if we can get this thing started. We've got a jam-packed show, and we're going to dive straight into it pretty heavily. Uh, AJ, if you guys are currently watching, y'all need to shut this down, go back into the link, and cut that phone sideways. Uh, for off the get go, because right now I just got you both vertical. So <laughs> shut her down, pull her back up and and start with it up with your phone sideways from the get go. <laughs> All right. So let's kick this thing off the right way. I don't have a ton of feedback in my ears. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get this thing started. Right. You guys ready to get this thing started? There you go, AJ. Now we see you. All right. Let's get this thing started the right way. What's going on, Facebook Live? Woo! What's going on, guys? Scott Buescher, Westbrook Supply Co. in the building. Um, technically, I'm in a very large building. I am uh, in downtown Dayton, Tennessee. Uh, uh, checked into a hotel here that I'm not going to name names because I don't want any of you folks coming in and egging my kayaks or messing with my stuff. But I'm in, I'm in a hotel here. Hopefully, you can't tell from the door. I don't know what kind of zoom in you guys have or not. But don't be looking at the door. Everything's backwards. And uh, uh, I'm here for the KBF event this weekend uh, on Lake Chickamauga, uh, doing some pre-fishing. Got out on the water a little bit today. Got the drone out today and did a little bit of work. Uh, got a new drone, so I'm working with it, trying to get a few things done. Um, uh, shop's running great. I think a couple of the other Westbrook guys are coming up this weekend. Um, we're expecting, I'm hoping, somewhere upwards of over 100 anglers out here. Um, uh, there's also another event going on out in Cali this, this weekend as well that KBF is hosting. Um, but, uh, we're here, this is what we're doing. I'm pre-fishing all day tomorrow and all day Friday and shooting a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and a bunch of great photos of a, of a ton of different anglers that have graciously accepted me to, uh, to come fishing with them. So I'm excited about the next couple of days of getting to spend the time on the water, but I'm super excited about the show tonight. So. Um, uh, we're not going to kick around too much longer. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, uh, this is Westbrook Supply Co. Uh, first things first, you guys, like I said, y'all give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from down in the comment section down below. And then you guys can go in. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to do it with you. You need to go in and smash that share button. Let me go find it right in here on the bottom of this somewhere is a share button. I've got to find it on mine too. And so you can go in on the uh, in the, in the uh, video screen there, there where you're watching, and uh, and smash that share button. Let your friends and family know you guys are watching with us. 
We've got a phenomenal giveaway with the Hobie uh, Bass Open Series event, giving away an entry fee going into that. Hobie stepped up big for there. And Hobie also stepped up with two of their biggest sticks and AJ McWarther and Christine Fisher stepping in to plead the fifth interview tonight. Um, you're fixing to learn a whole lot about them because I learned a whole lot about them in doing my homework for this inter for this interview tonight and for this round to plead the fifth. We've never done a plead the fifth with two interviewees. Is that the right word? Two interviewees? I think that sounds I think that sounds right. Two interviewees. Let me close this. Let me close this. Uh, uh, shut that down there. So um, I, I'm excited about uh, about the interviews tonight. Excited about what's going down. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in our guests and uh, and kind of get them in and introduce you guys to them and get this round going because uh, I'm not gonna lie, this episode is gonna be kind of jam packed. So we want to go ahead and get this thing started uh, as quickly as we can. So without further ado. Let me go in here and, sh and share and uh, see if we can get them tuned in here. Now, remember, we're all on some different Wi-Fi's and we're set up in different places. But uh, there you are. Look at those beautiful, beautiful people. Hi, Scott. Can you hear us? I can. I can hear you. As a matter of fact, I hear you so well. I need to turn you down. Uh, I yelled a little. <laughs> uh, what's going on, guys? <laughs> We literally just got off the water, just got back into the trailer. Uh, we've been on uh, Lake Chickamauga all day, and uh, just literally a storm just kind of hit at the, the trailer park over here. <laughs> and uh, so we're just, we're hoping it doesn't rain too loud or thunder or anything like that to mess this up. No, 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 no. Well, I, I, I don't, uh, hopefully not. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be scored away. So y'all both pre-fished today for the event this weekend, right? Yep. She pre-fished. Yeah, I, I'm just fishing for a few days. I, I really haven't had to spend a lot of time on the water um, this this year. So I'm just fishing. And if I find some fish, I'll, I'll get in there and donate my money to her and Jody Queen and some other big sticks that are going to be down here this weekend. There's a bunch of big sticks all up and down this, this Tennessee uh, Tennessee water reservoir here. It, yeah. uh, uh, you know, there's been multiple events already held here. This is, you know, this, this entire chain. From Gunnersville to Nickajack to here is always a constant player of big fish, and uh, you know it, uh, it. It feels like a little bit of home for me, and I know a lot of these guys uh, spend a lot of time here on this water, and so uh, I'm excited about what's going to come out. Christine, I thought to you earlier. You said you had you had quite a practice day today, right? Yeah, I had a really I had a really good day on the water. Um, I caught a lot of fish. I caught I caught some really good fish. Um, the thing is. Today was just on fire. Um, the conditions were right. Uh, it's going to be totally different come Saturday. So I don't think you can put much stock into what what today brings. Um, but it, it was definitely a it was a fun day on the water for sure. Now there's an interesting insight as me being a, a newbie, a rookie, a novice in into this. I feel like a lot of guys put in a lot. You know, there's been guys that have already been down here for two or three days that are doing this. You know, a week of pre fishing or a couple of days before, is that something that you always carry with you? Is that, you know, regardless of what kind of practice you have, tournament day is, 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 is kind of a, you know, up in the air like that, or, or, or do you feel like you need to be on the water practicing leading up to it? I definitely feel like you need to be on the water practicing. Um, I don't think you need to, I think a few days is good, but I mean, if the conditions, it all depends on the conditions. I think you need to not, 
you need to go into the tournament and say having backup plans and having the ability to adapt because if, if you think you've got this this bite dialed and you go and things are different you you need to not be thrown by that i think it's really important to stay focused and you know have several different plans going into the tournament for sure depending on what the conditions do yeah i, I think uh uh good friends of you guys and good friends of the show uh ryan lambert made a post a couple a couple weeks back um, after one of the, I think it was after one of the Hobies, it may have been after the Kentucky trail that you won, uh, Christine, where I, I think he was talking about, you know, how important that plan B and C really are, because a lot of times you find yourself having to go to them. So mm-hmm. we're getting way behind here because I just want all that knowledge, but I'm going to see you guys on the water sometime over the next 48 hours. And I'm going to get some of that knowledge firsthand. So let's dive straight into our game. You guys, I assume understand what's fixing to happen right i i, I hope so <laughs> <laughs> all right well for those of you guys just tuning in uh welcome to westbrook wednesday this is uh the reason that we do these plead the fifth interviews generally speaking we have one interviewee tonight we've got two um not only are these guys uh big sticks and 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 just powerhouses in their respective fields uh but they also uh, found love not only on the water but in and with each other and they're engaged to be wed and so we thought what an amazing dynamic to get both of these guys together um, they obviously both represent the sport and the community and Hobie exceptionally exceptionally well and so instead of just doing six questions I've done separate interviews with some of their friends and a couple of mutual people as well and we've got uh, I've, I've got six questions for each of them and so we're going to play ping pong and we're going to go back and forth because I know that uh, y'all struggled to get back in. So I think that both of you may have food off on the on the other sides of you. I'm not sure if y'all made it that far or not, but we're going to bounce questions back and forth. So, uh, guys, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this entire setup in this interview is the complete opposite of your typical fishing conversation. Yes, we love this sport and we love this community and we love being on the water. This show is purposely designed to have the same kind of conversations that we would have sitting in these kayaks on the boat and doing some storytelling and talking about that. So we'll talk about some fishing, but we're going to talk about AJ and we're going to talk about Christine and we're going to talk about AJ and Christine. And, you know, and who knows, we may make some jokes about some other guys that are in this community as well. You never know what happens here. So with that, guys, this is a game called Plead the Fifth. You each get six questions. You have one Plead the Fifth, only one. And you can use that at any point in time with no follow-up questions. Now, the only difference that we're going to go tonight is that I'm going to give you guys an opportunity because some of these questions could could rate, could bring out some uh, some some thoughts from the significant other. So I'm going to let you rebuttal. I'm going to give people an option to rebuttal or respond to the other person's answer. Does that make sense? Right. You each get one plead the fifth. Are you guys ready? Yes. All right, guys, get your popcorn ready. Here we go. We're going to dive into it. Who wants to go first? Any volunteers? Ladies first. I'll take it. Ladies first. All right. Well, Miss Christine Fisher, here we go. Plead the fifth with AJ and Christine. Um, All right. So the in fisherman, I'm starting easy on you. Starting easy. The in fisherman article, our magazine, just this, I believe it was this past month in, in, uh, in, in in may right i think that's what i have that right um there was a there's a there's a little article about adventures um and it had some stuff from you from your from a a recent trip in colorado 
Um, give us your best because you travel all over the place. You're constantly on the go and bouncing around. What's your favorite or your best adventure story that, that you've been a part of? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, there, there are literally hundreds, but I think probably the, the coolest one and one of my absolute favorites, um, probably about four three or four years ago um i flew down to uh this little tiny island south of nassau in the bahamas um i went by myself and i didn't really know where i was staying or what i knew i was going to be fishing and just finding stuff to do um i ended up finding a little little motel and uh i went down to the marina and found a couple locals there that ended up taking me out diving. Um, so I, I went and dove with them and we'd spearfish. And um, I, I was able to pay one of the guys $100 and he let me take his boat out by myself for the day and kind of drew me a, uh, this map of like the snake narrows out to the Atlantic Ocean. And what? I caught giant barracuda. I caught lemon shark. I caught bonefish. I mean, I had... And I, I, it was it was awesome. That was probably one of my absolute favorite trips. And it was just completely fly by the seat of your pants. Like I had no plans. I knew I wanted I packed a fly rod. I think I took my nine weight down there and um, with the intention of just kind of seeing what I could get into. That's incredible. I feel like I, I mean, there's a little bit of jealousy there in that. Like that's in, what an incredible, you know, at no point would I be able to go in and you know, act beautiful and throw my hair back and, 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 and just that get That's my... not what happened. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, well, that's not what happened at all. No, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, no. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I think I would be scared to go on an adventure by myself down there like that. I, what if I got mugged? I, I've never felt at any point in my travels, I've never felt um, like I wasn't safe, but I'm always very aware of my surroundings. Well, you're a super strong human being. Forget the whole female male. Like I'm, I'm terrified. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to get, uh -uh. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too pretty to, to, to go to prison because I had to defend myself or do something stupid. Hmm. AJ, I feel like you agree with me there a little bit. You're kind of pretty too. <laughs> I, I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a, it's funny, th these international trips that she's been on in the past and that she's uh, been on since we've been together, she hasn't felt any, um, you know, concern, but you know, there's some backwood ramps at some of these lakes and rivers that she's been at past dark. And she's, she's, uh, definitely looking for, uh, uh, some people to make sure she's okay loading her boat up at night. Uh, that's and, the I, truth. and that's, yeah, and that's, that's good. That's a fact. You're absolutely right there. There's uh, you know, there's, there's some spots on some of these back, you know, these backwoods <laughs> and Christine, even if you guys have never had the privilege and know we're not giving out her personal number, but when you call her personal number and it goes straight to voicemail, because she's in one of these backwoods creeks, it even says, Hey guys, I'm probably in a place that doesn't have a signal <laughs> because she spends that much time in a place that doesn't, that doesn't have a signal. AJ, stop getting panicked. I wasn't fixing to give out your girl's number, bro. Calm down. He just a little vein guys just went. Did y'all see the twitch in his left eye? We'll play that back and slow it down for y'all. AJ, I got you back, bro. I got you. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, AJ. Uh, question for you, boss man. Uh, and I started easy with you as well. We're, we're diving into this. Your first question for plead the fifth right here. Um, your father is quite the uh, human being, man. He's everybody that I've talked to all of your friends, everyone references your dad and, and, and I, and your mom too much love to moms. If my, if, if, if you're watching, 
but your dad being a musician, the entrepreneur, the, the outdoorsman himself, growing up with him as a dad, how do, how do you feel like that shaped you into who you are today? Um, it, Don't get teary-eyed on question one, AJ. <laughs> yeah, no, it's – give a lot of credit to my dad for uh, just helping me fall in love with being outdoors, uh, camping, fishing, all of that stuff. It it was really his guidance that he had from, I think his, his dad and his great grandfather that, that got me on the water at an early age and started developing that passion. The funny thing about my dad and I is that we are so much alike in so many ways that when I was growing up, what got to a certain age, I guess my, my teenage years is, um, we, we didn't have as, he didn't have, uh, we didn't get along very well. <laughs> I don't think any so, teenage boy gets along with their father, right? So what, what's been really cool is, you know, he, he instilled that passion. He instilled that passion in me. And, um, you know, we took some years off where we didn't spend as much time on the water together. And I really grew into my love for fishing and camping. And then when I finally matured enough, um, we were able to come back together and, we really enjoyed some time on the water. I got him in kayaks, which he not he never do. And something that I've really enjoyed recently, when I can finally get back into town, is to watch him play. He's he's an amazing drummer. He plays a lot of jazz. He plays more now uh, than he than he did for quite a while. And it's just amazing to watch his number one passion on the stage and and watch the way he commands a room uh and and kind of runs the band uh from from behind the drum set he, he's uh i love that he has found a way to always make his passions uh his number one priority and um has chased it no matter what obstacles life threw at him that's incredible incredible now your mom and him he he was was he playing drums when your mom when when your mom met him because they, you know, the room, you know, the rumor what they say about drummers, right? <laughs> uh, they might have kept that a secret for me. I don't know. Um, Maybe that's another my, interview. Maybe we have the McWorthers on for an interview one day. Yeah, yeah drummer, Dave, drummer Dave after dark. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a title right there. I'm writing that stuff down. <laughs> um, they, uh, my my dad, when he was uh, a kid, just like I was mowing lawns and saving up to buy. Uh, rods and reels he was saving up to buy his first drum set in his early teens and he was in the band he was doing everything he could to play drums I'm sure he was driving his parents and his neighbors crazy uh, but that really started a, an incredible skill set that got him into college uh, he went to Moorhead State University and that's where he met my mother and he didn't quite finish school because it was time for them to to go to a different part of Kentucky go to Lexington and he pretty much played drums putting my mom through uh school at university finishing her school at University of Kentucky and that is pretty much the way that 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 went and you know they were married pretty quickly and um just she supported his passion and he supported her and her passion to teach kids at a really young age and she retired from I think 31 or 32 years of elementary education and uh, they, they both really supported each other through all of that and uh, really appreciate um, the role models that they were growing up. Amazing foundation, man, for you to, you know, for you to grow up in. And now you got they, they moved to Lexington. You were born in Lexington and has pretty much spent 
you know, all of your childhood in the same space, right? I did. Uh, actually, funny story. I'd never before I took the job with with Hobie. Uh, I'd never been west of the uh, the Mississippi River, uh, and I think I was like 25, 24, 25 years old. You guys, so are, Miss that, that, that yin oh, and yang, <laughs> that yin and yang right here, guys. This is only question one, and y'all are starting to see the yin and yang. Y'all see where I'm going with this interview, right? You with me? Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Excellent. Back to uh, back to the queen herself. Question number two, guys. If you guys are just tuning in, welcome to Westbrook Wednesday. We are on with Christine Fincher and AJ McWarther. Um, two of the biggest sticks and the biggest personalities in the sport. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we're playing around to plead the fifth. We're just starting off on question number two for each of them. So y'all make sure that you comment where you're watching from in the section below. Smash that like button, and we're diving into question two right here. Um, we're going to get a little bit more saucy right here, Christine. Now, all of this is rumor. So you're welcome to plead the fifth at any point in time you want, you guys, you want to, okay? But the rumors I'm getting, and I don't spend a lot of time in truck stops. But the, room, <laughs> but the, but the rumors I'm getting are that there are quite a few photos in truck stops across the country. What do you do? You want to respond to these accolades? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that. Yeah, that one time. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. There. But that. Okay. Yeah, there are. Um, uh, wow, I went somewhere completely different with that. Um, yeah, so I have this uh, this this thing where I, I I have an appetite, I guess you would call it, um, a fairly large appetite, and I I did a you know like a lot of those truck stops have like you eat the forty two ounce steak or this five pound burger, and you get a t shirt and the meals paid for, and you get your truck you get a picture on the wall. So I have my picture on the wall for. I guess you would call them eating contests um, all across the Midwest. Eating um, accomplishments. Yes. Uh, the the most recent, like I, I think it was back in Nebraska, this really classy establishment called Grandma Max's. And I am, my little frame is nestled there amongst these large truckers for eating a five pound burger in less than 45 minutes. And I had a Sunday after that. The whole restaurant thought it was awesome. I got a standing ovation for that one, so I was I was pretty a excited. Five pound burger. Yeah. In less than how long? Forty five minutes, and you had to have four toppings on it. And I, the unfortunate thing, I picked pickles, and they put like, I think like twenty five oh, no. pickles on yeah, there. It was no, insane. No. What was your, was what was, what's the topping options? What was your other three toppings? Um, I had lettuce, pickles, and bacon. Oh my god, bacon! Like bacon sounds good. Until you got to eat five pounds of ground beef and then bacon. Yeah. And, and the, the thing was the ground beef, the burger was no issue, but the bun on this thing had to weigh oh, like yeah. two pounds and it's, it was huge. Did, uh, you do, did, did, you, did you do the whole Joey chestnut, you know, Duncan water bun thing, or did you just go for it? No, I didn't have it. I didn't have any strategy other than the fact that I was, I was starving and I'd been fishing all day and, it, it wasn't really that difficult, but I got a lot of attention when that thing, like I was sitting with two of my guy friends and when they brought the burger out and set it in front of me and not those two, like everyone was like, what, what? she's going to eat that. I did. It, it was pretty awesome. I, 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 I can only imagine that you get a lot of attention and that actually is going to lead us to another question later, but you get a lot of attention everywhere that you go. 
And, and so when someone, when someone comes out and sets down a five pound burger in front of you, yeah. So there's no prep. Like, do you know that you're going to do this or you just show up hungry because you've been on the water all day? Scott, when I put my mind to something, it happens. <laughs> that leads us to AJ. Uh, <laughs> uh, so wait a minute. So back up. So then there's a there's an interview challenge. I'm going to side note. Hang on, AJ. We're getting to you for question two. There's a new challenge. And I don't even know the YouTube channel, but I've been following it. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now. Um, where they're doing hot wings and asking stars questions. Are you mm-hmm. like, I mean, are you, are you into spicy and wings and stuff like that? Like you, you do oh, those? Dude. Wings are like my top 10 favorite things. <laughs> I like spicy too. Um, there's not a food group that I'm um, really against at all. Yeah, so but, I, I but AJ eats like a two-year-old, like pizza, chicken nuggets, like, you know, lollipops. You know what I mean? I'm like, on that. how does that work? with a lot of patience and a lot of uh, white lies on what I'm making and what he's eating actually. <laughs> AJ and white lies, huh? That doesn't sound familiar. Like, like, like AJ just saying that we're going to talk about sliding into DMs later, but you may or may not have told Christine that you were five ten, right? Uh, that I think there's a story there. I don't really recall because my, my big joke my big joke was I, I'm I'm five eight and five nine when I lie to people, but maybe maybe I just under, embellish just a little. I mean under, just just a little under a couple of Moscow mules, you know, DMing at midnight on a, you know in the in the you know, mid mid summer of t- 2017. That extra confidence made you be five ten, huh? I, th- I think I said I had a pair of, of boots and I'm five ten when I wear those. I, I don't remember exactly. Convenient. All right. Question number two for you. So talking a little bit about that, um, you've got quite a history of online dating. You were not shy prior to prior to Christine. Give us. Hey, y'all both said you were coming on here. I asked y'all what you'd let me touch and not touch. So here we go. Give us the best never told publicly online dating story, AJ. Well, <laughs> Mama so burning, burning the eyes in the back of the head. Wait a minute, yeah. hold up. Before you get there, where's the puppy? We don't want to talk about that. That's yeah. Oh, we let, we, we let him go. We gave him to a nice family. Oh, yeah. So, so back to the dating. Uh, back to the dating things. I'm curious too. Yeah, back to online dating. Uh, rewind. So, um, when I took this job, I was never in one place very often. I was never home very often. I was single and I found it to be really difficult to, I, you know, I was meeting all sorts of people with shops and, and going out with shop employees and things like that. But it wasn't, um, wasn't really ever having the opportunity to kind of connect on a, on a deeper level. And so I had some friends that had been engaged that were doing online dating and, uh, you know, I thought, why not give it a try? Um, it is something that I I did on and off for, I guess, three or four years. I'm, I don't know who's keeping track. Um, but it <laughs> well, the two the two people I interviewed were keeping track. But go ahead. Well, you know, I think a lot of my a lot of my friends um, had had pretty solid relationships and they were they were living the online dating uh 
phenomena vicariously through me. And, you know, I didn't actually have much success um, initially. So I was like asking my friends, girlfriends or, or wives, I was like, Hey, what's, you know, what's going on, you know? And they're like scrolling through my pictures and they're like, can you, uh, can you maybe like take out some of your fishing pictures or, you know, like, and I'm like, no, no, no that's, no, no, no. you know, yeah. if, if girls aren't <laughs> swiping right, cause my bass isn't big enough or whatever, you know, I don't, you know, that's, that's on them. But I, you know, I, I wanted to kind of stay true to me. Um, but what I found and, and I'll keep my stories kind of generalized, uh, just for, uh, you case, know, time she's watching. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what I found to be interesting on online dating is you, you don't always uh, get what you thought you were going to get. And, you know, it's like people's profiles might've been, you know, three to five years uh, earlier or like, you know, maybe 50 to a hundred pounds previous. Um, and so, you know, when you show up at a date with somebody and, you know, you're like, you know, really, um, you know, what you do next, it says a lot about your character and, and, uh, you know, makes for some pretty good stories down the road. Yeah. If you, you know, if you got Ryan Lambert as your profile picture and Gene Jensen shows up, like you want some answers, you know what I'm saying? Like, Shout out, my boy. Shout, out, shout out to my boy, Gene. I know you're watching. You know, I love you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take that shot, right? So uh, Ryan Lambert just commented and all he said was Jim Clark and Ryan Lambert. We're not touching that. We're not. We're not touching that. So uh, <laughs> on to on to question number three. Uh, Christine, I'm going to get a little heavier here. OK. Um, we're going to get uh, great, great jokes, but I want, I want, I'm going to get a little bit more serious here. I'm not going to dive in too, too much or too heavy, but the purpose of this is to show, um, you know, what, you know, what you've been through to be who you are, because you're super proud of who you are. And this entire community is super proud of who you are. A lot of people may not know that in your mid twenties, you went through a divorce. And it, it was it was a marriage that from the get go, even a couple of weeks in, you've, you've been on record to set it yourself a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks before the wedding. You weren't even sure that that was right for you. You were trying to you were trying to not go through with it. Then ended up going through with it. You, 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 you both battled out, whatever. That's personal. None of none of any of our business. But you couldn't you decided to not make it work. Right after that is when you really hit the road hard taking care of yourself and traveling and doing for yourself for the first time in a, in, you know, in a, in a long, long time. And tell us a little bit about what you did and how you found yourself, because we're all super proud of who you are now. And I know you went through hellfire and brimstone to get here. And we want to know more about that. What did you, how, how did you push yourself through that and what happened for you to be where you are now? Um, well, I'm going to try to keep that as short as I can. Um, yeah, that was a really, really tough period in my life. Um, I had a lot of maturing and a lot of growing to do and a lot to learn about relationships. Um, having that, I'm someone that I really hate to fail. Um, I've always hated to fail. And that's even though that I that probably wasn't the right relationship to begin with to have something of that magnitude especially when my parents have the relationship that they do and you know divorce is just usually not an option um that kind of shook me pretty good um i i'm a very independent person and so when that happened i kind of withdrew from 
everybody, my friends, my family. I, I didn't go to my family Christmas. Um, I decided that I needed to kind of get out and rediscover who I was um, and kind of what I had lost and, and my identity of trying to go through everything that I had to go through. Um, it probably wasn't the right way to go. I, I literally shut a lot of people out and just kind of kept to myself. And uh, when a lot of people go through a divorce or a breakup, the first thing they want to do is jump into something new and, and find that that thing to fill that void. That's not how I work. Um, I, I spent a lot of time alone and I did a lot of solo trips. I did a lot of things that quite frankly, scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> like to, to, to no end, uh, like backpacking mountain trips completely in the wilderness where I had no signal. I did all kinds of things. And I really discovered who I was, um, and what I was capable of. And more importantly, I kind of learned that everything was going to be all right. Um, no matter what. And I, it was just, a a very monumental time for me, um, to kind of find my place and find out where I was meant to be. And, and, you know, and honestly, through all of that, I kind of learned what it takes to make a relationship work. If that makes any sense. Um, we went through a lot of, of all kinds of things and I learned how maybe selfish I had been and, um, probably too independent at times. And it all, led me to kayak fishing. Honestly, um, I started doing that kind of right after that happened, um, and helped me kind of find my voice again and my personality, I guess I would say, if that well, makes any sense. No, it makes absolute sense. So I, I want to touch on something that you said right there. You talked about, you know, kind of going in and withdrawing from those around you to kind of, you know, to kind of, you know, to hit that reset button for yourself. Yeah. Were, and, and the reason I ask this is point blank is this is personal because it wasn't divorce, but, but a lot of, you know, people that know my story, I'm asking for me because of, mm -hmm. of some BS that I went through a year and a half ago that got me here two years ago. And so was that with, with that, was that withdrawal? Did you know that you were doing that systematically to, yeah. so that was a planned thing for you. You knew that it was time for me to kind of step away from family and friends. Most of which yep. I'm, I, I know that because I know some of your friends and your family is a phenomenal group of people. They were trying to clutch on and to help, but you yep. knew that for yourself to kind of self save and find that reset was for you to kind of get, you know, go do your own thing and, 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 and find your, make your own path. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes listening to the opinions and, and to all the advice, it gets kind of redundant and just almost fogs your mind a little bit. And, I needed to do some soul searching and just be alone. That's simple as that. And it, it was, uh, that's exactly what I needed. And I knew it was hard for everybody to, uh, a lot of my fishing friends, like I know Marty Hughes and, but they, they were worried about me like beyond belief, but, yeah. um, I just assured them I'm fine. Like I, I know I'll be okay. I just need some time type of deal. Absolutely. Well, thank you much for sharing that. And like I said, you know, that, 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 uh, you, you know exactly where I come from in that. And there's a lot of people I think that are going to watch this and, and are going to be able to heal and take some advice from that. And that's why I asked you what we asked you. So, all right, we're going to uh, lighten it up a little bit and go back over here to AJ for AJ's question. Number three, are you ready, brother? All right. All right. So in 2017, there was a KBF wedding going on and you had somebody take a seat from you 
at this event while you were up on the stage accepting a Big Bass Award, right? Tell us a little bit about how well that seat stealing worked out for you. Tell us that story. So I was hanging out with uh, some friends from Texas, um, Joseph Sanderson, Guillermo Gonzalez, I think Gene Bohannon, Mark Pendergraf, and some other guys were around the table. Big name, and, uh, big name. Guys. You know, the the national championship. You know, is uh, a lot of people, uh, not oh, a lot of chairs. Um, so you know, we, no chairs. We we None. were we were uh, you know there early. We got a good seat. We were having a good time socializing, and you know they started working through the big bass. And I got my name called up for, you know, one of my fish and I got up there and I accepted a, an award and probably a, I think a black pack or, or, or something else um, from Yak Attack. I think they were sponsoring that big bass that year. And um, I come back and, you know, I'm just not seeing an empty seat. And there's this, this, this blonde, this beautiful blonde girl that's sitting in my seat and, you know, like I kind of looked at my, my friend Joseph and I was like, bro, like, <laughs> like really, like we had, we were hanging out. Like I see you once a year and <laughs> I'm, I'm gone for five minutes and so, you, what's that? Is this like, like, is this like, are you mad at the boy for giving up the seat? Is like, is your, are they trying to work the angle on her or were they trying to set you up? Like, what like, what were they doing there? They just were giving it up to the pretty girl in the room. So as the story goes, as I found out, she was, <laughs> she was, uh, you know, getting, I mean, for lack of a better term. I'm, I'm not shy. She was getting pelted from the, yeah. from the 100 yeah. single men in the room. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. getting harassed and, and just, you know, they were looking out for her. They'd made friends earlier in the week. And uh, I, was, I was actually staying with them at their house. Yeah. And so the, she was part of the big group staying there at that <laughs> house. And, and they were, you know, just saw that were given had been given her a hard time all year or all, all week because like there's like a, a crowd of like two to five guys around her at all times the entire weekend and, and then they saw that go down and so she got invited over to the seat that I was previously sitting in and you know I was yeah, I was on stage. So I, I come back and, you know, I'm giving Joseph a hard time and, you know, he's, we're laughing, all having a good time. And she's, you know, cutting up too. We never actually met in that moment. Um, I think I took my little black pack and sat in the corner or something, but she, um, like, she, you know, they called me back up and for my other big bass. And when I came back, I had a seat again, she was gone. Um, and it was just like that. And so, all of a sudden, you know, I had an in, I started kind of creeping on her face. I was like, who's that, who's that girl? And, uh, you know, I think three or four days after the national championship, she caught a huge muskie, um, out of Tennessee. And so I was like, I was like, Oh, like she's legit, you know, like she's absolutely legit. And I was like really intrigued by just what her story was. Cause I, you know, I, I'm not super active on Instagram and I, I didn't know who she was at all. Um, prior yeah, to that, event, prior to that moment. We've already established, though, you were spending too much time on Tinder to be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know, get in, you got you to gotta see who's in there when you get in a new town. Oh, dude, I got you. I got you. So you're going to get so many swipes, you know, you got to get your swipes in. <laughs> so so once you once you made the understatement of the year that you found out this girl's legit and that this girl's a stick um, on and off the water, let's just be honest. 
And so you 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 then proceeded to slide into the DMs. Do I have that right? I, I slid up into the DMs months later. Like, no, 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 no. It wasn't too long later. It was. Yeah. I, I think I think right after when I sent her a friend request, I was like, That's right. That's I was right. like, Hey, like you stole my seat. We should at least be there friends. All right. Now there's single guys watching right now, right? There's single guys watching. So how? What was your waiting period from friend request to DM? Um, <laughs> like a second or two. Yeah, like a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I honestly it was so not on my radar though I didn't think I didn't think anything of it and, at it, all. and it wasn't even on my radar at all I, I was just it was casual AJ, like hey no no AJ, I'm for real she can attest like for, 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 no for, for real like for two months there was no <laughs> no communication no, no communication we weren't active. I was talking to like a couple other people like very casually and he was not one of them mm -mm. at all no <laughs> And so it was um, it was later into the early summer. And I think she just got kind of overwhelming with her fish picks. And I told her that she was like totally dominating my, my feed and she needed to tone it back a little bit. And I think she thought that was funny. And uh, we pretty much have talked every night since then. Smooth, smooth. Well, well, AJ, bro, I can't hate on you too, too much. Uh, you know, mine and my wife, so we've been, we've been married almost 11 years and we met on MySpace and I slid into her DMs on MySpace. So I'm right there with you, brother. Nice. So, and now we got, <laughs> and now we got three beautiful toddlers. So I'm right there with you, bro. All right, guys, we are halfway through the plead the fifth Westbrook Wednesday. I know that we're learning a little long in the tooth, but we've got a, a phenomenal interview here. If you're just tuning in, we're sitting here with uh, Christine Fitcher and AJ McWorther, uh, a couple of Hobie's biggest and best sticks. And uh, we're at the halfway point. We're fixing to dive into question number four. Uh, Christine, are you ready? I am. All right, here we go. Uh, with your win, congratulations, by the way, at the Bass mm -hmm. Open Series, the Hobie Bass Open Series on Kentucky Lake just a couple weeks ago, um, you already kind of have this aura and this stigma. And this win only really started to begin another layer of cement in the foundation of role model that you are for not just females in the sport, for anglers in the sport. And so with that kind of being the platform that whether you, whether you agree to it or not, you're already on, what are, give me three of the, of the people, I don't anglers or not, but three people that you look up to and why. Um, okay. So first off, Guillermo Gonzalez. Um, Legend. He is, he's one of my, best friends um and in, in the world i i absolutely i love g um we talk i talked to him for three or four hours today actually on and off um not only is he probably one of the best anglers in the country he's an incredible person there is no match for his character his integrity his um he's awesome uh he's he represents the sport probably better than about anybody i know um so he would definitely be my number one on that, AJ and I both think an awful lot of him. Um, as as awesome. do most of us in the community. And just to kind of sidebar there for my help, myself to slide into his DMs, I'm trying to get him on the show. So help me hook that up. I, I will. I will. I'll, I'll probably talk to him tonight, so I'll let him know. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> um, number two. I got to say Jay. Uh, I love Jay. He's another one of my best friends. And this one's too. Um, Jay is proven on every body of water um and his the biggest thing i like about jay is that 
his willingness to, to share his knowledge and try to educate and teach others is, is unparalleled. Um, he's doing his YouTube thing and he's putting a lot of really great content out there. Um, you know, giving, even going as far into like giving certain spots and all these things. So it's, uh, Jay is definitely, and again, I, I love hanging out with Jay on and off the water, both. We have a lot of fun going to tournaments with him. Um, so he would definitely be my number two. And yeah, for those of you following along at home that may not know for some crazy reason, she's referring to Jay Wallen. Uh, oh, yeah. he's, well, he's, 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 he's got a, a, a phenomenal YouTube channel. He's got a, a great Facebook and Instagram post where he gives a ton of information away. He calls his little program, the juice, and he really does give away the juice. He's uh he's quite the stick. He was on an, on an, on an episode with us on Westbrook Wednesday, a couple Wednesdays back. You guys can find that um, on, on our Facebook page. Number three. Number three. I would have to say either Ron Champion or Marty Hughes. Ooh, big stick. That's tough for me. Yeah. Marty, because that's my that's my hometown. The guy that got me into kayak fishing. Um, and he's the most selfless person I know. And Ron, because I love him with all my heart. He's like an iconic angler in the sport. He's talented. And he's kind and he, he treats everybody with, with respect. And I, I love Ron too. So that, that's a tough one. I, I have to say both. Sorry. I got you. Excellent. Hey, no problem. So since you, since you just touched on Jay, that actually rolls us right into question four for AJ. And I'm not going to get into specifics, but we already made a reference to go back and watch the interview with Jay Wallen. But we asked because you and Jay go way back. Y'all were roommates for a long time. You worked together. You, you and you and Jay have been kind of, you know, brothers from another mother now for a long time. And so we asked Jay in his interview and in his plead the fifth to give us uh, a story about you that we may not know. And we're not going to reference what that was, but you guys can go back and watch that. So here's your opportunity and your chance at redemption. Give us a story that we may or may not know about Jay Wallen. Hmm. <laughs> the hamster wheel is running. <laughs> I feel like I hear phone vibrating right now yeah. as somebody's watching, going, "Don't, don't." <laughs> now, see, see, Jay, Jay's in a, another little country right now on a little vacation. He's in the Bahamas. Uh, they, they, who buys yeah. a house and then goes to the Bahamas? Uh, I think I think that's how you're supposed to do it. Actually, hey, that's not we 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 bought a house and then ripped up everything in the house and worked our butts off for eight weeks. I don't understand who buys a no, house and then, not and then on Jay's get, level. Yeah, I'm not. You're right. I'm not on Jay's level. <laughs> so I, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to do what I wish Jay did and I'm going to plead the fifth. Oh, Wow. Zero follow-up questions. I'm going to leave that right there. All right. Over to Christine. Here we go. Plead the fifth just happened, guys. All right. Over to, over to Christine. Um, there was a wakeboarding accident that may or may not have knocked out a couple of teeth. You want to talk to us about that? Well, um, you, you've said it. Yeah, I got my tooth knocked out. Um, <laughs> thought I was an awesome wakeboarder, and turns out I wasn't. So <laughs> uh, I don't really know what else 
Uh, that that was a very trying three years of two failed dental implants and uh, a, a little flipper had to wear with a tooth on it that I could pop in and out at my convenience. So now there's was, also uh, a Facebook story that you posted about uh, using your glove or something in a, in a, in a kayak tournament or in a or fishing. That was my birthday. Um, I was out and it was December 2nd back in Nebraska. It was my 31st birth. It was just this year. Um, no, it was two years ago. That's right. It was, I was my 30th birthday. So big birthday. And I'm out there and I'm, uh, for big. some reason we have open water in Nebraska in December. And I had a, I caught like a 21 inch bass. It was a, it was a nice bass in Nebraska. It was a 21 inch and I was going to get a picture. And so I have my gloves on cause it's freezing and yeah. I go to bite my, and this was not my flipper. This is my like thousand dollar crown that hadn't oh, permanently God. been placed. <laughs> So I go to like bite my gloves off because that's what I do. And it, yeah. it like, just like clockwork, it flicked out of my mouth into the water. I see it spiraling down. So I then have to go back and I'm like an hour and a half from my house. I can't, it's a, it's a Saturday. So I have the rest of my birthday weekend with a huge missing tooth. Um, but you know what? Like it is what it is. <laughs> hey, hey, you own it, own it proudly, girlfriend. That's that's absolutely phenomenal. I can just imagine. I don't. I can't imagine actually. I don't know what goes through your head when you look over. Like it's one thing to lose a fish, but yeah. when you look over the side of the boat, lose, lose your tooth. <laughs> mind yeah, blowing. I, I, I had a lot of fun with that thing. I I, I owned it as best as I could um, for a long time. I had great teeth for that happened, and it's just. And you now know. it's a phenomenal story for Westbrook Wednesday. Look at that. See there? Look right. at how great. How good is God's plan, right? Look at that. <laughs> okay. Uh, AJ, boss, man, we're going into question five. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about so many people describe you as, as, as relentless, as hardworking, as I just snapped these out of my ears. So many people describe you with 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 just this un crazy relentless effort that you put into everything that you do. That you're always going above and beyond and doing whatever it takes to get to where you want to go, right? Um, and so I want to kind of scroll back because before you got into Hobie, or part of how you got into Hobie was you were actually uh, I don't remember what boat it was, and you may can correct me, but you and a bunch of the the Kentucky bluegrass guys. Had done, a, had done a camping trip or planned a camping trip on the New River. And that's where a lot of you guys, yourself and Tyson, Nick McBride, Jay, a lot of you guys had, had, had started getting into the kayak thing. And I guess it was, what, about two years later, if my timeline is correct, that, uh, that you found the Hobie dealer and met up with him at a, at a demo, worked your butt off at that demo, helping the dealer do the dealer's job. You ended up at dinner and drinks. And you've pretty much been running and working with Hobie ever since. What part of that am I missing? Uh, you know, there's a few details in there. Uh, it wasn't the dealer. It, it was the, it was the rep, um, the local rep. I, the, the dealer was unsure about kayak fishing back then. If it kind of tells you the timeline and, you know, here they are the Hobie retailer in central Kentucky and they don't think people are fishing out of kayaks. And so the reps, uh, were begging uh, for somebody like myself to show up in that store and kind of champion kayak fishing. I was I was fishing in a, a pescador uh, by perception, a little 10 footer. It was uh, 
fire engine red matched my truck man that thing was a creek beater i used to run that thing down elkhorn used to run that thing down elkhorn creek all the time and then we'd go to new river uh in virginia often uh and that's that's really what that boat was all about and that's what kayak fishing was to me for so long is like how can i get from point a to point b and catch every small mouth in between and so you know that's that was the root of it for me and then when i'm I found this boat um, that had pedals in it. And I was like, wow, that thing solves so many issues that I have in a paddle kayak. And I just fell in love with it. But at the time I was working two jobs, going to school full time um, and and really just trying to make it all work. And, you know, buying a Hobie right then was like the last thing that I thought I would be able to do. And so I kind of took it on myself to, you know, be involved in any way I could and, and, meeting that rep at a boat show and then showing back up when they were doing a demo and helping them. It didn't seem like anything to me because I just wanted to be involved with it because I loved it. Um, But it made a big difference and made a big impression to that rep. And, um, you know, after a few months of me sending them pictures and uh, my my Pescador and Jay's Kusa, um, I think they got kind of tired of seeing all these big smallmouth in these other boats. And after their demo season was done, they were like, Hey, represent Hobie in Kentucky. And they dropped off an outback and just sent me on my way. And and that, that kind of motivated me on another level, um, to, to grow the sport. And that's when myself and a few other guys, we kind of took it under our wing to start the bluegrass yak masters. And we just grew that club from the start. I actually used that club, um, in a business plan is my, like my outro project in my sports management class. Um, so I, I completely made a business plan and just had it dialed in from the start and, you know, being able to, to have that grassroots club and introduce so many other people to the sport of kayak fishing through a fun competitive opportunity, um, is one of my, my favorite things that I've got to do in this sport. You know, the bluegrass yak masters or bluegrass kayak anglers, we have in some incredible anglers from central Kentucky that still travel all over the country. Guys that have won river bass and national championships, guys that have won big KBF events, guys that have placed really high in the national championship and are a threat whenever they show up at a trail. But we also had people that just wanted to get out and fish once a month. And, you know, they, they were just the, brand new to the sport and and we balanced that dynamic and really cultivated a um, a community in central kentucky that um i'm really proud of and i and i miss having the chance to work with those guys and, and get new anglers in central kentucky out on the water that's incredible and you've done a great job y'all grew that and ran that for what six or so years that that, yeah. that and then and then recently that that is they quit running tournaments but there's it's a transition period. We'll see what happens next. There's still some of those members up around Kentucky, but life just gets busy as it does for all of us. So um, phenomenal. And and again, guys, you know, constantly in this sport, we hear newcomers coming in talking about, you know, how do I do this or how do I do that? And guys, every single Wednesday, we're putting somebody on the screen and doing these interviews with you guys that are showing to you guys the work ethic and the drive and the determination to do what it takes to get to these levels. And I'm asking the questions because I want to know for myself, because I want to be on these guys levels one day. And I know that so many of you guys do as well. So that's why we do what we do in this sport. And the consistent thing that I see from yourself and Ron and Jay 
and 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 uh, uh, you know uh, Tony, um, you know Keith, so many of these guys that that just continue to excel and put the fuel on the fire is the folks that are determined that are driven like yourself. And it's just, it's amazing to see that. That's one of the things that I love about the sport that draw me to it. Um, all right, guys, question six, you guys are almost done one question a piece and I'm not going to lie. I went kind of sappy on here. So here we go. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Christine, yeah. give us the moment that you realized that you loved AJ. The, the exact moment. I mean, just why? Well, I mean, maybe not. This is a this is Westbrook Wednesday. Keep it PG thirteen. AJ's like, yeah, that's right. I I do. I think I do know when it was. Um, I was planning a. I I, I took a, a like a five or six day antelope trip every year, like a bow hunting trip by myself out, out West in Nebraska. And I don't have any service out there. And, um, I had always ran into a lot of issues in my previous, in my marriage with me wanting to, to go and do the things that I loved, um, and not having that received very well. I, I had a really hard time being myself. Um, I, as, as most people know, I'm wired very differently than a lot of people, uh, <laughs> and especially most women, um, I, I, I do things very differently. So I remember calling him and telling him about that and almost expecting, um, some backlash there. And I remember that whole conversation, he was so excited about it and wanted me to tell every single detail. Like when I got back, he's like, I can't wait to hear about it. If you have any signal, just send me some pictures. I don't want to bother you, but um, he's like, I can't wait to hear, I want you to tell me everything. And just the fact that that was so refreshing for me that I could go and he was fine with me going out on my hunt and just kind of disconnecting for a few days and chasing speed goats in the Canyon lands. And it, it made me like want to share that with him. And that's a feeling that I hadn't had in a very long time. Um, just his support, uh, that is huge. I'm not a very easy person to, um, to be with, you know, I, I go a hundred miles an hour and a lot of people can't keep up with me on, on any level. So having his conversation, um, his intellect and his wit and his humor and are you going to cry? Are you crying over there? What are you doing? I'm not, I'm good. No, I'm good. For real. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to need a minute. Okay. No, but I did realize, cause we had some conversation and AJ, I'll let it out here. We had some conversation talking about the yin and the yang and I'm, I'm a sensitive dude. I, I make no jokes about it, but when I hear you talk about that was a phenomenal, like really super, you know, emotional thing there. I, I ain't, I ain't got no shame. I went on, I went on bass dad's podcast and told him that I love the notebook. So it is what it is. I ain't got no shame. Right. <laughs> However, yeah. when you reference speed goats, I'm in my head going, I don't even know what the hell a speed goat is. <laughs> it, and that's why I wanted to know everything. Because I'm like, <laughs> what is a speed goat? I need to know. I'm interested. Can I ride it? <laughs> I, need, I need to check my man card because Christine's Fisher's man card is way bigger than my man card. I'm going to I'm have to check that at the door. I can't keep up with you, darling. <laughs> 
Guys, somebody um, drop a picture of what the hell a speed goat is in the comments, please, because I don't know what that is. Maybe. <laughs> like, super, like, I mean, guys, in the moment, it's like she's pouring her heart out about why she loves this man, and I'm thinking. And you're focused on the speed goat. What is a speed goat? I don't even know what that is. AJ, I love you, um, dog, and I'm sure that it was great. I'll go back and rewatch it, but in my head, I'm going, I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to get my man card up because I can't, I can't even hang. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right aj she just uh, she crushed that bro here's your chance are you ready tell us your final question bro you already used your plead the fifth so you got to answer this one tell us three things that you love about christine and they cannot be body parts oh all right all right <laughs> <laughs> We doing? I mean, so <clears throat> there's a lot. There's a lot. This is an easy list, but you know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna up the ante a little bit. I'm gonna do three, three fun things and and three serious things. So right, let's do it. Oh, giving us more. Thing, he's coming. He's coming thing, back. He pleaded the fifth, and now he's giving us more. I like it. Let's do this, guys. First thing that um, is one of my my favorite things is, is as you mentioned earlier, I might eat off the kids menu some. Well, that's been perfect for me because no matter how much food left I have, this girl, I can count on her to clean my plate. And it's amazing. And it's worked out so good for me. <laughs> There's no waste in your in y'all's tiny abode. There's zero waste. Oh no. We don't we don't play like that. <laughs> Is there a rule? Like, do you have a two-day rule of like these are mine, or like, or is it just it's fair game in the house? It is fair game, baby. Uh, fair game. Well, it it is fair game for her. Um, now, there are certain things that I would appreciate not being fair game, like when there's like just enough ice cream left to like really share between the both of us, have a good evening. That really, that's just enough for her to like eat in a second and i don't get get to see any of it i come through uh, here like a wrecking ball like when i get off the water it's it's bad news now people don't realize and, and we're gonna get back to you answering this question but you guys have have are actually living the life you guys are in you guys are in your home now parked at i'm not gonna give away where you're at but you guys are parked here somewhere at one of these campgrounds along the water uh here at chickamauga <laughs> well there you go Check, i wasn't wasn't my place to give away where they at guys so i'm she did it though but they're at chester frost and and you guys are you're in home like you're home everywhere you go you got home behind you right it's right here yeah so so then with all this food consumption like did y'all get the super deluxe fridge like the sub zero in the wall did y'all pay extra for that no no we, we, just, we don't need that we just eat it. like we rotate every couple days like we stock it it's gone we stock it again it's gone it's just really nice system AJ's like it doesn't like the, the ice cream doesn't stay in the freezer long enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had to get off the water early so I could go to the grocery store while she was still fishing. I, I'm starting to see more of this society's dynamic of the male and the female roles to where AJ, I'm glad that you're keeping, you know, keeping the floor hey, swept man. and keeping the grocery stocked. That's you're that's a man of 2019. Hey, I can respect it. We're breaking breaking stereotypes here, man. Making dude cracking them left and right. I love it. I'm in. You got you got me gold. I'm in. So all right. So so you said you were gonna give us three of each. You only got through one so far. Yeah, yeah. So my second favorite thing that is when we're fishing together. Um, you know when I'm 
I've got my spot. I'm fishing my spot. And I, you know, I catch a fish. She's always there to keep the school fired up. I mean, she is always casting like right on top of me when we're sharing it, especially when I get a bit, get a bite or catch a fish. So um, I always appreciate her there to keep the school <laughs> fired up um, Number three. and not, and not leave me any fish. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also appreciate, she keeps me, um, she keeps me really, um, dialed in on Mirage Drive repairs. So she's always handing me off the Mirage Drive. And I'm not the only one. She keeps Ron Champion and Jay Wallen. All those guys really, really help her uh, with the Mirage Drive. Thank so you. I love, I love um, that. We're all experts in uh, taking off the mast and, and replacing it after a stump gets bumped, uh, you know, and we, uh, we get her back on the water. So we're all real good at that, thanks to her. So on the water, you're saying she's a she's she's a she's 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 a typical female driver, on the water, and off the water. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. That's real. What, that, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you guys back for another interview. There's so much more to unpack here. We're gonna have to do this again. All right. So your three serious things you promised us. Yeah. So I mean, being able the first thing is just her drive and her her passion. It it is one of the most amazing things that I've ever watched. And sometimes it is really tough to watch. Um, but I do have the best seat in the house and it's amazing, um, how hard she pushes herself and, and even for what sometimes, but that, that passion grows within her and it's so incredible to see. And, um, uh, I have so much respect for her passion and her drive. Um, and I, I'm really just kind of in amazement of it. Cause I can't, I can't keep up with that. I can't do it like that. Um, I don't know many people that, that can, uh, but this woman can, and it's, it's an amazing thing. And I, and I just have a lot of respect for her and how she goes and how she pushes herself to accomplish her goals. Um, my second thing, hmm, how she pushes me. Um, I haven't really been easy to to let people steer me down the right path whether it's um eating or just habits or whatever uh, i'm stubborn i'm setting my own ways my ways are good enough for me um but the way that she's helped me see better ways and new opportunities and had patience with me uh because <clears throat> you know she believes in me and believes in us and and wants to see the best version of me um, I'm not easy to deal with when it comes to that. I don't like being told something that I don't want to hear or eat something that I don't want to eat. Um, but she is, uh, she does an incredible job of, of working with me through that and, uh, helping me grow up a lot. Um, and on that note, she just, you know, so many things have taken me out of my comfort zone and, and, you know, she's helped break down those walls to where, you know, that, that comfort zone is, is, is much more expanded. And, um, I, I just feel, you know, really, really comfortable when we're doing things together, even if it's something that maybe I wouldn't have even wanted to do or been comfortable doing, you know, maybe three or four years ago. Um, and then number three, let's see. Um, honestly, man, I just, 
I just love the way that she loves me and the way she, she, she cares about me. Um, and, and shows me that even, even when like she's, you know, fishing or, um, on her way to a tournament, she always makes me feel important. And she really, she really does an amazing job of, of making sure that, you know, I know that even when we're separated, that she loves me and she's thinking of me and, uh, and I just appreciate that, man. I mean, it's the little things. Um, and, and she does a good job with that. And and I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely crushed it. Great job, guys. Round of applause. You guys, you guys watch it at home. Make sure y'all smash that heart button. Smash that like button and give these guys a, uh, a, a, a lot of love. They stepped up to the plate really big to come into this, to do this and to be a part of this and really exposed to talk about some some real issues and some real life and some real some funny stories some loving stories some opportunity at the end of the day this kite community and somebody referenced down below that you two are kind of the king and queen you know so to speak of this industry or whatever but you know y'all really have 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 found each other through these little plastic boats and and through both of the paths that you both took to get to where you got got you to where you are and for you guys to have each other and for this community to have you both is something that I know that I have an opportunity and a platform right here to speak on and tell you both to continue to love each other, continue to love and to grow this sport because you guys are setting examples left and right for so many of us that are up and coming in this sport and people that haven't even found what this sport is. Christine, I, don't, I know that you don't like the term female angler. I, I get it. The bass, the, all the fish, the bass, the muskie, whatever, they don't give a damn Excuse my language. Sorry. They don't give a no, damn. I'm, get, I'm, getting a lot, I'm coming around to it. I'm getting a lot better well, with it. it you're, it's, it's, it's so empowering. It, yeah. And, I, and, and, it, and it's not just for the female, for, for, for me, as, as a guy who, a lot like AJ, I'd rather be on these clean sheets in this hotel than, under, than sleeping on a rock. You know what I'm saying? Like Christine would do. Like, I want a shower and a toothbrush every day. You know, Christine's fine going a week without a shower. She don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things to where, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I got the drive that Christine's got, but I, I really like some soap and a toothbrush, AJ. Am I right? Hey, amenities are nice, man. <laughs> so it's one of those things to where I, I'm unbelievably proud to have stumbled upon you guys and found you guys in this sport. And so many people in this industry are watching you guys. And AJ, I told you last night, bro, when we were on the phone, what you do is I, I, I don't think for a second that you're even close to where you're going to end up in this community and in this sport and in this industry, because you have got so many gifts, bro, that, that I don't feel like you're tapping yet. So when this woman was placed in your life and I'm not getting on here to preach, but when this woman was placed in your life to push you, stop fighting her, bro. Let her push you because you're, you're, you're built to do more. And that's the gasoline behind you, brother, that's pushing you to do those things because this industry needs you in what you're doing. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm unbelievably proud to, to have a relationship and a friendship with you guys and, and so much of the community is. And you guys just do amazing things. So I'm going to quit kissing butt. We're going to dive in to the, uh, the, the Hobie giveaway uh, uh, while I find a winner, AJ, because I got to do that. Uh, I want you to step in and tell us a little bit about uh, a little bit about this this Bass Open series that Hobie's put together this year. Um, correct me where I'm wrong, but this is the first year for this, and y'all are doing an open trail where you've got a couple of stops 
where you've already had a couple of stops and y'all are doing a satellite. Is that correct? Tell us about that. Yeah. So when in the past, you know, Hobie's just had the Hobie Bass open on Kentucky Lake. And we just really got a lot of um, demand for for something more and to, to move into other areas of the country uh, with that similar platform. And we looked at a few other events that were going on and we kind of uh, those people that were running those events allowed us to kind of um, put their event under our umbrella. And so we we really just you know, took these established events across the country and put Hobie's name on it and kind of just put a uniform set of rules on it. Now we did add a couple other opens. Um, and then we also, um, wanted to kind of experiment with other parts of the country and do a smaller entry. And those are our satellite events. But ultimately what this whole thing was about is creating a championship where 50 anglers have a chance to compete against each other for a, a great sum of money and um, just have a real elite level championship experience. And so that's what the tournament of champions is now. It used to be an awesome event in Texas where people would come from all over the country that qualified through their clubs or other tournaments. But now the tournament of champions is literally 50 anglers that qualify through the Hobie Bass Open series. And so we've pretty much already been through half of our season, um, but we still have some great opportunities left. We've got two opens left, six anglers, the top six anglers from each open get to go to the TOC. So we've got Lake St. Clair coming up at the end of the month. It's going to be awesome. You've got the American side and the Canadian side open. You've got a good portion of both rivers um, feeding and coming uh, out off the lake that are going to be available too. Phenomenal smallmouth fishing. It's going to be an awesome, awesome event. So hopefully uh, if, if you're looking to make one, you'll go up there, make that, probably catch your personal best smallmouth two or three times. Um, and then if you can't make that one, we've got a treat coming for you at the end of September on Lake Gunnersville. Um, Gunnersville is a hotbed for, for just everything right now. It's where the classic is next year, the national championship, the Titan tournament. There's so many events going on Gunnersville, but we're going to be kind of the first of all of those events. And it's going to be a good time of year to catch them deep, catch them shallow. Uh, there's going to be some great limits. That's going to be really one of our last chances for, a bulk group of anglers to qualify for that, that 50 angler tournament of champions. Um, now, as far as the satellites go, those are kind of spread out a little bit more. Um, we've got the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, got the new river tournament coming up at the end of July. Uh, great opportunity to fish the new river. Um, there are a couple lakes uh, involved on that river chain that an angler can, can enjoy if they don't want to um, have a high flow, um, low, um, you know, shallow river to fish um so there's good opportunities there um then we've got the ike charity tournament up in new jersey we've got uh lake mazingo in missouri uh, which is a phenomenal bass fishery and a good opportunity for your midwest anglers to come out uh, we've got another opportunity in the midwest in the uh indiana kayak anglers are doing a white river tournament right through the, the heart of Indianapolis and, and extends out. There's some great smallmouth in there. I've had the opportunity to fish it a couple times. Um, and then we've also got Lake 10 killer um, in Oklahoma, which is also a great fishery uh, from what I've heard. And so we've got all these opportunities 
And then finally, we've got the shootout, which is your last chance to qualify. It's the Friday before the TOC. Right now, we have two open spots. And if we have any last-minute dropouts, we'll extend that uh, to whatever we need to fill a 50-angler championship roster on Lake Wachita. And that's November 8th and 9th. Um, and it's going to be an awesome, awesome opportunity. We can't wait to, to share the new Tournament of Champions with I mean, we've got some awesome anglers already qualified. Some of the, the biggest names in the sport as a whole, we've got some anglers that are just absolutely dialed in in their regions and have won. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome conglomerate of just the top 50 anglers through the Hobie Bass Open Series. Uh, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, as we build the pot through these next few events, hopefully those 50 anglers are fishing for over $40,000 in cash and prizes for sure. Absolutely phenomenal, guys. I've watched every event and seen everything that's been going on. I haven't had the ability to make one yet. Um, the Gunnersville Trail is on my is on my event. I know that you guys can't see the comments, uh, but Steve Hoffman asked, uh, "Do you need to be in a Hobie to compete in the Hobie BOS?" And absolutely not. They are. They don't care if you're in a Pelican. They don't care if you're in a Jackson. They'd love for you to be in a Hobie, but uh, but they they want you to get in in whatever piece of Tupperware, as I affectionately call these boats, that you want to paddle to come on out. Uh, paddle or pedal um, and, uh, you know, come out and compete in one of these events. Like I said, uh, the Gunnersville, like you stated on and touched on so eloquently, Gunnersville is is just a hotbed. It's a mecca. It, it, it's it's a top five fishery on every single list and, you know, that everybody puts out ever. And uh, so that's going to be a phenomenal opportunity there. And I plan on being there with you guys for that. Um, with that, guys, we're going to dial in because we're pushing on 10 o'clock right now. And Christine's already do dove into dinner. And I'm sure that AJ's feeding away over there. Uh, but we're going to go in and go straight to the winner, guys. And I'm not going to cut, uh, cut no cut, cut no corners. We're going straight in to Ryan G. Denny. Uh, he was point blank. You guys know I don't have rules for this. This is how we do it. And uh, he was the first one I pulled up tonight. Uh, and since we're kind of crunching down on time, Ryan Denny, I don't know if my light is going to allow me or not, but that's the picture that he posted in the comments about the lakes that he posted uh, he did a phenomenal little ride up there. Uh, Ryan, I'm not sure uh, uh, you can get in my inbox and I will set you up with AJ um, uh, email and get you squared away to figure out which of these events you want to try to make. And so they can get an entry V squared away for you. So, hey, he's watching. There you go. He says, awesome. Thank you. So congratulations, Ryan. You guys, uh, y'all all, all congratulate, congratulate Ryan and uh, y'all smash that heart button. Uh, once again, guys, thank you, AJ. Thank you, Christine, so much for coming on the show. Uh, absolutely a love and adore you guys. And I will see you sometime in the next 48 hours. We're going to get out on the water and fish together and get a little comp little content. I'm going to get y'all in front of my camera. That's not live in front of the rest of the world. So, uh, thank y'all so much for coming on any last, uh, uh, mic drops or podium podium shout outs. Either one of you guys want. Um, I just want to say thank you to our kayak community. Um, it's our family. Uh, they're the support and the friendships I've made in this community are, are just incredible. And I love you all. And Scott, thank you for having us on tonight. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Same to me. I, I would like to just thank everybody that supports what, um, you know, I'm doing with the Hobie Bass Open series. They supported me with the Hobie Bass Open supported me with the bluegrass kayak anglers. I, I get an unbelievable amount of support from this community and, it means a lot to me. Uh, you know, sometimes it's difficult when I don't get to be on the water uh, with all everybody that I, I look up to and respect and love fishing with and against. 
Um, but that's, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm out here growing the sport and, and helping provide new platforms for people. And, um, it's because of that support that drives me to keep, you know, providing new opportunities and, um, really everybody makes it kind of easy on me. Um, every, the anglers in this sport are growing so much and, and working so much with, with the tournament directors. And, um, I just, these events wouldn't be going so smooth and this growth wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the, the kayak anglers. And so all, all the thanks back to those guys and thank you, Scott, for, um, you know, taking time out of your, your night to do this every week um, and showcase anglers and tell the story There's and have fun. Yeah. Um, man, you, you are doing a lot to bring the community together, but put the anglers out um, in a way they've never really been showcased before. So thank you, man. Uh, and thank you for everybody that's taking the time to, to watch us tonight. Um, it, it's been fun. Thank you guys. Well, thank you guys so much. And AJ, I cannot let us hang up this, this chat without asking this question. And I'm sure you're not going to answer it, but I got to ask what, what's, what, what's, what's going on with Hobie BOS 2020, bro. Well, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're planning. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, planning is, is what no one ever really sees the coordination, uh, with venues and things like that. And, uh, we're, we're planning, you know, we look to, to grow. Um, but we're not really sure exactly what that means. Um, you know, the support from the anglers is where we're, how we'll get there. Um, but we just really threw a bunch of stuff out this year and see what worked. There's been places that aren't going to work. There's been, uh, things that we're going to change for next year. And that's the beauty of this is, uh, we're, we're in year one and we definitely look forward to seeing what kind of opportunities year two will bring, uh, for the anglers and hopefully some new parts of the country. Um, and I think that's all that I've got right now for that, but I'm looking forward to hopefully getting that dialed in and, uh, sharing that with everybody a little earlier than we did last year. Fun, phenomenal PC answer tomorrow on the water. I'll get the real answer. Thank you so much, AJ. <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for us on Westbrook Supply Co. You guys uh, smash that like button, smash the heart button, say bye to AJ and, uh, and Christine there. We'll catch up with you guys later. Thank y'all so much. I'm going to let you guys get out of here. We'll catch up with y'all later. Thank y'all so much. Thank, Thank you, Scott. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for them, guys. That does it for me. It's almost 10 o'clock. You guys got to get in the bed. Y'all got to get to work tomorrow. I got to get in the bed. I got to hit the lake in the morning to do some fishing with a bunch of these big sticks. I'm utterly excited about it. You'll see a lot of content coming from coming from myself over the next couple of days and some things coming out of the shop. Thank you all so much for tuning in here on Westbrook, uh, Westbrook Wednesday. Um, I'm Scott Butcher. This is Westbrook Supply Co. If you guys got any thoughts, any questions, you guys can check us out on westbrooksupplyco.com. Uh, we appreciate everything that all you guys do. We love the watches. Make sure that you guys share this. Make sure that you go back and watch them beginning if you just tuned in late. And we'll catch up with you guys next time. We'll see y'all next week where we come back with another Westbrook Wednesday. See ya.